Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Oh, freaking baby. Oh, baby. Shout out to YouTube and Twitch brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings and dividends. Open a First NorCal First class money market today. Shout out to Comcast Business Text Line. Vontae Hill not in. Joe Shasky's in. And I'm looking across at FB. FB Santangelo. We've just been chopping it up this morning. Good morning, FB. Dude, we already did a great radio show and we haven't even met on the air yet. It's the private show. Dude, we're, we're vibing hard before the show and a little pregame session we had. It's good to be here, dude. Thanks to everybody for having me on today. I'm looking forward to four awesome hours of talking to you and and, and talking to the listeners, man. I, I miss talking to the listeners, so uh, hopefully we get a lot of calls. No, we're, we're going to get a lot of calls because we don't talk at you. We talk with you. Yes. I'm stealing that from Steiny, but I love that. I, I was watching sports over the weekend, and look, let's start here because I... I feel like I'm ready to turn the page emotionally from the Niners. When the Niners lose, it ruins my week. That's just how we were growing up in my house. It ruins my week. When they lose a playoff game, it could last for months. Like, months of being sad. And I'm still sad, and I'm never going to get over it, because I'm one of those people that, like, when my Niners lose the way that they did... That is one of those losses I will never get over. They could win three in a row next year. You know, three Super Bowls in a row. I will still say, but what about that one against Kansas City in the over? So I'm not over it, but I'm ready to turn the page if that makes sense. Are you over it? Well, right when I think I'm over it, I'm not over it. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. I'll go on TikTok, I'll go on uh, Twitter. Oh, you're TikTok I, Yeah, I, I am. I, I like dude, that. I go down the the rabbit hole on TikTok, and it's got, it's got the algorithm. Yes. So when you watch, like, one Niners post, then uh, all the posts are Niners after yes. that. So, like, right when I think I'm over it, Joe, I see the mic'd up Fred <laughs> oh, Warner God. running onto the football field, and then you see Gray, Dre Greenlaw go down, and he goes, Dre, oh no, no. Horrible. And he throws his helmet down. I know. I, did, I just saw this like two days ago. Oh, you haven't seen that? So like, no, I, I think I'm healed, right? I think I've, I've seen everything. I've heard the, the coin toss audio. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Chiefs were all excited about that. 
They want the ball. They want the ball. Whatever with that. We could. You guys. Oh, uh, sure you know what? I, I'm convinced. Whatever anyone thinks, FP, they're right, and they're not willing to listen yeah. to anyone else. I didn't mind them taking the ball. But I didn't either. They, they were they cast. Get, they would get the touchdown. Touchdown. They get yeah. the ball back. They win. The, they won the third possession. But anyways, so when you see that video, and then you see Bosa come over, and then and Fred says, "Bo," <sighs> and he goes, "I know, man." He goes, "I know." And I'm sorry. Like this, this is in the course of the biggest game of their lives, and they're dealing with a sports tragedy. Like Absolutely. an Achilles is a year, bro. Like oh, and you might not ever be the same. Not, yeah, I, I know Kevin Franzen had it. Howie Kendrick had. It. I know people that have had it. Howie he, was a sick little second baseman. Dude, he could hit. Yeah, he could. He, he, one of the best hitters I've ever been. Professional hitter. Uh, that term's thrown around too loosely. But so, dude, like, <laughs> na- so the point is. I think I'm over it, Joe, and then all of a sudden I'm not because something will pop up on my algorithm that reminds me of it. So like it's it's almost like an X. Like I, I gotta do I gotta block it? Yeah, I think so you gotta, gotta mute just it. put 49ers and no. just block everything 49ers. If, right if you now? block the X, then it becomes weirdo territory. You have to just mute. Just yeah. mute, and then that way it never comes up. You never like any of the posts. You don't have to go through it. Once you block, there's a signaling of, of I don't want you to see anything. And I don't, I don't know, maybe my own anxiety and my weirdness just gets in my way. I, I'm like, let's just mute and move on. Yeah, dude, knowledge is power. I think if you block anybody, they could be texting you that they're outside your house. Waiting for you to get home, yeah. so you got to know that. That's actually that's a good point. That's a good point. I actually I think just I like in, that. Just in case there's stalker vibes, but that's what the Ring Nest uh, doorbell is for, so uh, you can video camera someone out in front. I need one of those. Uh, the building, I yeah. Anyways, so right, the, the the point is, I'm not over it yet. I don't know if I'll ever be over it. Because every time my brain goes to that game I know. and thinking we were that close to a parade, like right here, a block away from where we're sitting, and and all the fun we could have had, like selfishly, like I my, I watched with my son and his wife, and we had plans to just go. How old's your son? He's twenty eight. So he's never seen a Super Bowl. Never, dude. God, I was twenty seven the last time the Niners. Did you even appreciate it? Because I always think about me as a kid growing up. I was 12 or 13 years old, and I go, I didn't, like, I knew, and I was awesome, and I ran down to Mission Street because we lived a block away, and I partied and everything, but I didn't understand and appreciate how special it was. No, and I think a lot of a, a lot of Bay Area sports fans, we get really entitled because we've had four Warriors parades, and we've had three Giants parades, and all the Niners parades back in the day. And we're used, this is like, this is championship town, man. If you talk about wild card in baseball, Giants fans don't want to hear that. If you no. talk about finishing second in in football, Giants fans don't want to hear that. Warrior fans don't want to hear, "Oh, we're we're going to be the 10th seed." Like th- this is this is Ring City, bro. Absolutely. And 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 that's the way it should be. I mean, you should be as a fan want a championship and expect a championship. So, yeah, when I was younger, I just thought this is how the Niners roll. You know, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Steve <laughs> Young was the last one with the six touchdown passes when Kyle's dad told him he was going to throw for eight before the Super Unbelievable. Bowl. Unbelievable. Like so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've grown up a Niners fan. I've grown up a Giants fan. Uh, not so much Warriors. I was Kings fan for a while. That's okay. Living in Sacramento. Yeah. Wayman Tisdale. Back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Peja and Ooh, Chris Peja, Webber. Okay. And a little Bobby, cowbell action. Those days when we got screwed by the Lakers and the Kobe. And, well, that did happen. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I, I'm not over it yet. I don't know that I'll ever be over it. That was tough. My son took it hard. He just, where we were watching it, yeah. uh, he just bolted out. Oh, that's... Well, and, and then I had to find out where he was and text him and... You didn't hear about me and Bonte? Like, we 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 were, like, dropping audible F-bombs during the game. Oh, well, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's it, a given. Just because we're frustrated. We're, we're very uh, passionate Italian... Men, when we watch sports, and yeah. that's just kind of the way we've always done it. Oh, he's an Italian.
Italian. So we have like <laughs> I, I, we make fun of Mark Willard, and I love Mark Willard, but like we call him Watch Party Willard. I cannot watch a big game with with like it has to be certain people in my family. My dad has a chair upstairs where he watches the game and screams and yells at the chair, and he wants to be alone. Like he does not want anyone around him. He wants to scream and yell at his chair. He's got a ball that he has to squeeze. Like all these different things. We make fun of Mark because Mark's in a group setting, and I'm like Mark. I don't want to be judged by people I don't know that well. Why, as I'm watching the game screaming and yelling, I, it's just, I don't know, there's a whole way. So I'm glad you and I see things very similar. Super intense when I watch sports, yes. especially when it's a big game. Thank you. But I also know that, it, it, here's the thing, and and we'll talk about this a lot today probably, but you know, all the all the, the use check quotes where you're, oh. you're talking about putting yourself out there and to, to have the intestinal fortitude for radio purposes to climb that mountain and to be exposed on the biggest stage mm. and to have and to work as hard as they did to get there like screw second place bro like screw second totally place totally agree but but to have that in you to get to that level on that stage and then to be exposed like that and to lose and to be that vulnerable as an athlete. Like, there's a lot of athletes that are fine with finishing in third place, going home with their Mercedes to their 20,000 square foot mansion. Did you watch the All Star game this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So the fact that these guys worked their ass off and got there, this isn't loser talk. I'm not making excuses. No, no, no. Screw second place. But, but, but to, to go out there and expose yourself on that biggest stage and, 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 to go for it, to have the balls to go for it, and to be there and to lose and to be that exposed. Dude, there, I, I've lost way more than I've won, and it sucks. How about we dude. all? I, 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 God dang it. It's just like... The losses stick with you forever. And I didn't get sad because... Here's the thing. like I, I'm an emotional man. I, so I cry when my team wins. Like if I get teared up when they win. Why do I feel like I'm, I've, I've got a new best friend now? So I've got twins here in the studio or something. But, but... I also feel a lot of sadness when they lose, and it's not because I didn't get to see a parade yeah, yeah. or my team didn't win. I just can really relate to being left standing on a field, man, and having that having that just deer in the headlights. Uh, there, there's been times when it's taken me. I don't know, a good month to get over a tough loss that ends the season where I'm just sitting in my locker staring. And I used to get pissed at some of my teammates that were like laughing in the shower or just like out there hugging and kissing. So you families. wouldn't have gone to the Little Wayne concert after the Super Bowl loss? Dude. I, my wife at the time, I, I used to be a white knuckle drive home from the game, man. And, and not <laughs> so you're talk, like my and, dad and, in the and, car and, with me, and not talk to not yeah. talk to the family for like a couple of days. Oh I just goodness. needed to like I was I'm I'm not a good loser. Uh, I I can relate to that. Well, so you go from the Super Bowl a week ago, which whatever people think it's the greatest Super Bowl. Fine, it's one of the worst losses in Niner history. Yeah. we can all agree. But the height of competition, the height of excellence in the sport in Patrick Mahomes, to whatever that hell happened over the weekend with the NBA and you're talking about guys with competitive fire and, and I just, I keep looking at this and I do want to get into San Francisco because we're going to host the All-Star Game next year. One year from now, uh, San Francisco, Chase Center, the Warriors, Joe Lacob, they are hosting the All-Star Game and, and I, there's a San Francisco conversation that I want to have, a Bay Area conversation but I'm looking at the height of competition and I do not expect the All-Star Game FP to replicate the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not here looking for that. But 
on some level, can we have some competitive pride? Can we have some absolutely incredible, just some basic competitive fire? I, I'm watching the skills competition. I'm going to start there because Steph and Sabrina, what they did and what Steph did, That's to cool. me is a microcosm of what's killing the league right now. What Steph did contrasted with what no one else is willing to do. Steph puts himself out there. Whether win or lose, he, he's participated in the three-point shootout many times. He's won it. He's lost it. He went up against Sabrina. He could have easily lost, okay? Easily could have lost because she's excellent, and it was amazing. And it was, a, it was the premier moment in the entire All-Star weekend. But I'm blown away at how few guys want to compete like Steph. And it's not just compete, are willing to put themselves out there and just lose for the betterment of the sport and to go back to competing in the backyard. You know, like FP, like you and I, if you and I right now went and had a basketball and we were going down to Parkside and we we're shooting buckets, I'm sorry, I'm going to try to beat you in horse just because that's who I am. Like if, if the ball is getting thrown up, I'm ready to win. And I don't see that from these NBA players right now. And I think it's killing the league. Dude, uh, my grandmother, God rest her soul, and I used to play cards till two in the morning all the time when yeah. I would see her. And we would compete. I mean, we're t I'm talking about, like, you You have a game, I'm competing. Yes. So, point is, I want to beat my grandmother every night in cards. Absolutely. So, when I watch this, there's a Fred Durst song with Limp Biscuit. Like, it's called Rollin', Rollin', Rollin'. Oh, yeah. And there's a line in there that says, if you don't care, then we don't care. That's the NBA All-Star game to me. If they don't care, I don't care. So, doing the show with you, we're doing it Monday and Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday together today, Tuesday and Wednesday. Super excited. I'm I'm gonna watch and lock in, right? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. lock in so we could talk about the NBLs. Yeah. I turned it off at halftime. It was garbage. Because they're just not trying. No. And I understand agents are getting involved and like Joe, be careful. You can't blow out your knee. This is your year. It's your contract. Totally year, get it. And blah blah blah. But like you, they play pickup games in the winter in gyms together. And now you're on a national stage. You're trying to promote your sport. And you're playing on a court that's like Nickelodeon, and it's like someone's going to get slimed if they dunk, uh. and that's a whole other story. But they're just not trying. But, but So the, the Pro Bowl's flag football now. Yeah. The All-Star game in baseball, they're wearing different uniforms, and I, I don't even know what teams guys are on anymore. And my favorite part about the All-Star game is that when they introduced you and they come out to the first and third baselines, checking all the unis. Totally agree. Like, oh my God, look, the at, pomp the, and circumstance. look at the Expos clown unis. These are awesome, yeah. and they're wearing different... I love the Expos unis. Yeah, so, I mean, and now they're all wearing the same unis, and you have to, like, zoom in on their hats to, to see, see the logo. Yeah. But, I mean... They're still going to compete. Yes. Guys are still throwing 100. Well, when Camilo Duvall comes in to face, let's just say Mike Trout, both guys are trying to literally win in the moment. It's called professional pride. Yeah, exactly. It's I'm a professional, and you're not going to embarrass me. Thank you. So, yeah, this the, the, I don't want to get too negative, but... Uh, but I, no, but I think this is a microcosm for where the NBA is at. 30 million people. I can't believe this number. Now, I understand this core cutting. 30 million people watched the All-Star game in 1993. 30 million! I mean, that, that that's like a playoff number here in the Bay Area. Like, that's crazy. So... I'm looking at what they're, and we're going to get the overnight numbers on television viewership, and I get it. Like It's not for Joe Shasky, the 41-year-old. I, I, I understand that. I acknowledge it's it's for little Mikey G, who's 12 years old, at home, playing Fortnite in one hand, and you know, got the, 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 the palm, whatever, the iPad in the other hand. Like I, I get all that. I do understand that. But on some level, I'm coaching youth basketball. FP, 
to get a kid to buy in to play defense is like you're asking them, you know, some foreign language. And it's because they see and they replicate what the professionals are doing. And when they don't care, it trickles down. All of these kids I see now, everything's got to, I got to have the ball in my hand, right? I got to do this. It's, I call it hot sauce, TikToking. All the trainer videos, everybody working, balls in their hand. Nobody's playing defense. Nobody's boxing out. Nobody's setting screens. And I'm not asking the NBA All-Star Game to be on the level of competition of what the Super Bowl is. But can you crank it up a little? Compete. A little? Maybe, compete. And there shouldn't be stakes out there. There shouldn't be like if you win, you get No. This. It's called professional pride. Do I expect Steph Curry to take a charge in the no. NBA All-Star Game? No. Uh, do I expect them to like run over each other and you go up for a layup and you Bill Ambeer somebody? That doesn't happen anymore in sports. But just like go out there and like, th- there's a way to do it. Yes, there's a there's a eighty percent way to do it. There there it, there's there's loafing to first base and you're jogging down the line, or you go eighty percent and not one fan could tell between eighty percent and hundred percent. Not one fan would be That's like, point. oh look at Chasky like loafing to first. He's only going eighty percent. Eighty percent looks like a hundred percent. Like so in that regard. I don't know. And it, it, the three-point shooting contest isn't that without Steph. Agreed. The dunk contest is isn't horrible. A dunk Let's contest just call it what it unless, is. Unless there's superstars in it. Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins. Like you, you name all the guys. Spud Webb. Like back in the day. Vince when Carter. They, yeah, and, and there were some great dunks. I mean, it's but I, I don't know. I guess it's a celebration. They would tell you it's a celebration of the league. And the whole weekend is a celebration of the league. But when you have like moving circles and they're bounce passing into it, I just it, it, I watched it, Joe, because I'm doing a show yeah. with you for three days. Uh, I used to love the NBA. Not that anybody cares yeah. driving to work today on President's Day. I don't know if you are working today. That sucks, but whatever. It, it, I I used to love the Showtime Lakers. I, I'm from Michigan. My mom went to University of Michigan. Even though Magic went to Michigan State, yeah, yeah. I followed his career from when he was in high school at Sexton That's and Everett, cool. and he transferred, and it was a big deal. Then he went to Michigan yeah. State, and when they beat Larry Bird in the NBA championship, and he was doing alley-oops to Greg Kelser, it, it, was, it was awesome. So I followed his career and became like a closet Laker fan. And when they played they competed it wasn't about endorsements it wasn't about commercials it was about beating your ass yes and that's all they cared about was beating your ass and it was more of a team thing and it was hardcore and they hated each other and i know i'm sounding old right now and they're like jesus fb get off my long radio but no they competed and they cared and they had pride whether it was an all-star game whether it was lakers versus celtics whether it was bulls versus pistons like there was rivalries there and they competed whether it was the All Star Game, whether it was a dunk contest, yep. like I basketball was my favorite sport growing up. I played basketball. I played more basketball than I played any other sport: baseball, football, track, whatever I did. I played basketball, and we would emulate these guys. And the NBA, I couldn't wait to turn on an NBA game. Now, if we didn't have the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay and all the championships, I don't know how invested I would be in the NBA at all. If we were just in a city that had a team, I just don't think it has it. Is there tremendous talent? Amazing. Is is there athletes that are unbelievable? Of course. But whatever whatever they're selling, Joe, and maybe you can help me articulate this better, I'm not really buying at the moment. No, it's a really good point. I want to continue this conversation. 888-957-9570. Get in. We've got the All-Star game one year from now. One year from now, it's coming to Chase. And something's got to give. I mean, th- th- that was not a good enough product. That's what's coming up on the game, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, and I'm going to answer FP's question. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. On the other side, go nowhere. Now, back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. Now, Bonte's out for a couple of days. You know, he took a little NBA All-Star break like, like he was Jason Tatum. Um, but he'll be back. I got FP in here. Joe Shasky, FP, rolling in the morning. Sam Lubman by himself. It's President's Day. Um, some people are working. The real ones are. You know, I got my college shirt on. I'm ready to go to work. But uh, you can get yourself some 95.7 The Game gear at BreakingT.com slash 95.7. They got all sorts of cool apparel for you to wear whenever you want. Win or lose. As well as some awesome gear repping the shows here at 95.7 The Game. Go to BreakingT.com slash 95.7. Now... We were talking about competing in the All-Star game. Now, I don't expect it to be a playoff level of competition. I'm not that naive. Uh, I also don't expect it to be regular season level of of competition. But I do believe there's one individual, fair or not, who I'm going to point the finger at. And I think that he is a big part in why we are the way we are in the NBA currently. Now, he is a cash cow. His name is LeBron James. Steph Curry and LeBron James are the two big names of the NBA. They fought a couple weeks ago on a Saturday night. It got great numbers. It went to double overtime. That was one of the best games of the year. Laker brand, Warrior brand, Steph, LeBron. LeBron brings so much good to the table. And he's done so many great things. But there's also the reality of, I'm too cool for school. And, and this is where I'm going. And I want to play a cut. And it's not about him lying about this entire thing. It's about I want to be perceived a certain way online. And I think it gears into a conversation about the All-Star game. Play the cut from LeBron James regarding the trade to the Warriors. Story that got everybody's attention last week between the uh, Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Golden State trying to acquire LeBron James. And how far did this go? And how and how much did you entertain that thought? Um, it didn't go far at all. You know, I, I actually heard about it when everybody else heard about it. You know, obviously, you know, Charles been in the league, Kenny been in the league, Shaq been in the league, and this, sometimes there's conversations happen behind closed doors that you don't even know about. And until I guess if it's real or not, then they'll bring it to you. But it, it never even got to me. So. And I heard it when the reports dropped as well. 
I mean, you're so full of crap, LeBron. Everybody knows that you had heard about it before anyone else. Like, that's so obvious. But to me, it's the microcosm of I have to put out an appearance of I'm too cool. Oh, I didn't know anything about the Warriors. And this is why guys are afraid to compete. They're afraid to get into the dunk contest. Jalen Brown entered the dunk contest, and he had no problem getting clowned online. Who cares? I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he did some weak dunks. Let's be calm what they are, some weak dunks. But at least he's willing to put himself out there to lose a little. It's okay. And I feel like LeBron, with everything he does, has to be perfectly manicured. And all of the young players take their notes from LeBron, and rightfully, because he's paved the way. But because he's unwilling to get criticized online, I feel like all of them are unwilling to get criticized online. Do you get where I'm going with this, Yeah, social media has changed the way we approach things uh, in, in general. And then if you're an elite athlete and you're thinking about ramifications, we've lost authenticity. <laughs> totally. Everywhere in the world right now. Totally. And I think it plays, dude. Like, I, I personally, like a moth to light, gravitate toward authentic people. Really? And, and I work every day in yeah. my life to be that. And it's not easy. It's not easy because sometimes it's easier to, like, fib a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to, to just not address things yeah. and to kind of take the, the, the easy button and the easy road and the path of least resistance, it's hard to be authentic. It's hard to be like truthful and just get down to the core of who you are. Because LeBron to me is a lot like Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod. A-Rod's biggest fault as an athlete was worrying about what people thought about him. 100%. If he would have just been... I, I've known him since he was 18. Really? When he was in high school. Yeah. And the first couple of years, he's a good dude. And then all of a sudden, like one day he wanted to sound like Michael Jordan. The next day he wanted to sound like Cal Ripken. The next day he wanted to sound like this guy. And, and Alex was never himself. And he still, I think, is trying to figure he's out... searching. Searching. And when you... LeBron reminds me of that because he just, he, he just gives you enough... What, what? Let me let me play devil's advocate, Joe. What, what if he came out and just said, like, yeah, I was the one that went to the Lakers. I wanted to be a warrior. I've always wanted to play with Steph Courier. I don't like what's going on here right now. And I was the one that initiated this. Because that's probably what happened. That's exactly what's happened. He's been angling to, to team up with Steph Curry and Draymond Green, like, the entire time. But... I have no problem with that. Like this is the, this is the same thing. Like be yourself, be real. LeBron, you have calculated every move of your entire career through back channeling. But because all of the media is with clutch, everything goes through this like car wash of fakeness, as I call it. Where oh no, LeBron didn't know about this. LeBron didn't. LeBron knew he wanted to be a Laker three you know three years before he became a Laker. Yeah. He knew he wanted to go to Miami a year before he went to Miami. He knew he wanted to go back to Cleveland a year before. Why does he have to fake it? And I contrast that with someone who I think is the most likable he's ever been in Clay Thompson. Like, Clay Thompson right now is clearly struggling. And I know I've been very critical of Clay Thompson last year in parts of this year. When I see him be vulnerable and be authentic, and I see a guy struggling and fighting for it, that is much more relatable than the fake manicured BS I get from LeBron James. Now, that doesn't mean that Clay is a quote-unquote better basketball player currently than LeBron. I'm just saying what I gravitate toward, because you're talking about how you like to gravitate toward authenticity. And I feel like so many of these younger athletes are so afraid, especially in the NBA, they're afraid to put themselves out there and lose. And that's what we're talking about, losing. How many guys have the equity in the, in their, in themselves to go out and face Sabrina with nothing? They had Steph had nothing to gain from facing Sabrina, other than elevating the game of basketball. And I think that he sees the big picture. Now, you can say, Joe, he's built up such a 
a repertoire and such a, a war chest of goodwill. He can go out there and lose and it wouldn't mean anything. I just think that like Steph is unique compared to all these other guys. And so few of these guys, they won't even compete against each other in the dunk contest because they're afraid of becoming a meme. Really? Really? Well, well, Joe, devil's advocate here, and everything you're saying, those are great points, by the way. They're outstanding points. But devil's advocate here is if I, if I am authentic and I do get crucified on social media, that in our world today, perception is reality. So if I do say something from the heart, yeah. I'm super authentic, and it blows up on social media, it could affect my job status. That is fair. Wherever I am. Yeah. Whether it's me or you. Whether it's you're driving in your car to work and you tweet something that's from the heart, mm-hmm. it might be it might offend some people. It might it might gain steam. It might it might affect your career adversely. So these guys, instead of athletes today, coaches today, owners today, people in the media today, what's what what, what keeps your job security? Now you could if you're scoring forty a night, you can say a lot of things, but mm-hmm. you can still get in tolerance, trouble. talent, you can still get in trouble. Yeah, but like what plays today, if I'm being honest, is buttered noodles. Like you, you boil the noodles, you put butter in, maybe you sprinkle some Parmesan cheese on it. But like a good spicy marinara sauce and somebody that actually has personality in sports, yeah. on the radio, on TV, is dangerous. Well, it's Draymond da- Green. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And now you're affecting, maybe you're offending people, maybe what you say. So we all want authenticity. We crave authenticity. We love it when players speak up. We love it when coaches tell the truth we love it when radio show hosts and tv hosts are authentic but guess what like pat mcafee's my guy right now because he just is who he is and he gives zero f's about anything and i love that but like burying your soul or being completely honest if lebron told us what i said if lebron said like yeah I initiated this. You don't think a guy like LeBron James runs the Los Angeles Lakers? Oh, 100% he does. He runs that franchise. Absolutely. What he says goes. If he goes to, I don't know, Genie Bus and says, like, this is this is the way I want it to go or I want to get out of here. Darvin Ham is there because of LeBron. Exactly. So he knew about this. But if he says this, Joe, oh, my God, this is tampering, this is this, LeBron's a jerk, blah, blah. So in, in order to avoid that, we just go butter noodles. In order to, for you to, there's probably so many things you want to say every morning that you're just like the filter in your head. Well, there's consequences to what I say in every direction. And I understand that. But there are certain times where I feel like I've built up some equity and and I can be a little more authentic. I'm not saying you need to say everything, but I I just look at that conversation of him basically saying like, I didn't, I found out when all you guys found out. Come on, LeBron. Like, give me a break. It's just, he's so full of it. Question. Would you have been excited about LeBron James being a warrior? Oh, I want him to be a warrior. I thought it'd be cool. I want him to be. And a warrior. we probably are in the minority of warrior. Oh, just, most warrior fans would be like, "Screw that guy." No, I would be like that would be cool. What I would, would the be Yankees like, do? Sprinting to chase to watch LeBron James 100%. and Steph and Clay and Draymond play together. It would be the league's best dream because they'd have two guys that they know, no matter what, that game, like the amount of primetime games, would be through the roof. Would it not? And yeah. here's what I would say about LeBron. 
It's ironic because during the regular season, I actually think LeBron competes as good as anyone ever has in this generation. Yeah, okay, he misses 15, 20 games because of rest and injuries and whatnot. He plays. And I know he doesn't play the same way he did when he was 25 years old, but he's not Kawhi Leonard. He is not some of these other guys that gets in trouble off court like John Morant or anything like that. Like, There's a lot that LeBron brings to the table that's really good. I just look at him not competing in the dunk contest and being absolutely full of it when it comes to the media narrative around him and how clutch creates these narratives and I'm like come on LeBron all these young guys are taking their cues from you and this is why the league is where it's at like once LeBron and Steph are you know bit of due to the league who's the next guy to take the mantle Jason Tatum I'm sorry he just like I, I listened to Jason Tatum yesterday like Tatum's not doing it for the league he's butter noodles great player absolutely one of my favorites actually but, but yeah, but he's not doing it. Like Luka Doncic, did you see Luke? Luka and and Jokic? We talk about how Major League Baseball has a problem. Oh, a lot of international players. You know, you can't market them. Luka and Jokic are the two last guys I want running my league. They could not care less about that game yesterday or themselves. It looks like it I don't was, think they've ever worked out in their lives. It was pathetic. They're two, they, like the two two out of shape white guys that are probably some of the best players in the world. I was I, like, these guys have never touched a weight. They've never run a suicide. You think they've ever run a suicide in their life? Like well, Jokic, free throw line, baseline, I, half court, that's a great baseline. Question. Yeah, Jokic has always had a very boring style of play. I mean, it, just, it works for him. He's big. He puts the ball in the hoop. It, I'll it say works this, for him, but it, it's not aesthetically pleasing. It, it works, but it's just But no, it's, fun. It's, it's also like we talk about Mike Trout. Mike Trout doesn't want to be the face of the league. Mike Trout wants to be the face of the league more than Jokic and Luka. Like, Luka and Jokic are like, they're yawning as their name is getting announced for the All-Star Game. Come on, man. Smile a little. All right, we're going to keep talking about this. And Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley was taking shots at San Francisco. We're getting the All-Star Game next year, and I want to get into a conversation about the Giants, about the city of San Francisco, about the All-Star Game, about the perception nationally, about the community that I hold dearly in my heart. Because it doesn't line up with what my everyday experience is. And that's what's coming up on the game. And it's brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. FB and Shasky, we're rolling. Get in. 888-957-9570. Let's go. Now, back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. Nah, Bonte's out for a couple of days. It's FP and Shasky, and we're just rolling here in the morning. FP Santangelo coming in. Thank you very much for coming in super early. And uh, this segment is sponsored by Golden State Lumber, serving the barrier for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. Now, here's one of my favorite texts that I've gotten in a long time from Young Guido. Funny thing is, all these all-star guys, talking about the basketball players, they all look up to Kobe and the Mamba mentality, yet they are the farthest thing from it. Kobe cannot be your favorite player when you're dragging butt the way that you are in these games. That's such a great point. That is such a great point. I mean, we all want to point to Kobe. Oh, how many young guys are like, Kobe's my favorite? Kobe's my favorite. And then they're out there, and not one of them is playing with the Mamba mentality. I call it lovey-dovey sports, and like, that's just kind of the way it is now. Where You remember back in the day in the All-Star Games when guys on the same team wouldn't even talk to each other in the same locker room. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan hate each other. Because they just hated each other. Yes. So there was that, and then you go play against the other team, and you hate those guys, and there was just this professional pride. Now you see guys running sprints before a game in baseball, and they're hugging in center field. <laughs> and we used to yell, no love making on the field. Cause I, I just, like that. I don't, I, don't, I don't like... 
I like my sports gritty. I agree. I like rivalries. I like a brawl every now and then, even though it's politi- politically incorrect to say that on air. I like when my team hates the other team. And I can feel that. There's nothing worse as a sports fan, Joe, that you care more than the players. Or it seems like you care more than the drives players. Drives me nuts. Yeah, as a fan, we we live and die with everything. Uh, maybe too much at times. But when you see them smiling and hugging and laughing, or not trying, or their agents calls them and says, whatever happens with this NBA All-Star game or the NFL going with flag... I, 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 don't, I love football more than I love baseball. Like Football is my favorite sport. And I, I will not even watch anything that has to do with the Pro Bowl. I, I watch none of it. None of it. It's flag football. They're doing the passing contest, yeah. and two is hung over, and he can't... Whatever. But you also recognize it's probably not for you and me. Like When I think about those All-Star games, like I have to watch it through a child's prism. Like I, I know in my head, because I just finished coaching seventh grade basketball and like it's for my nephew little Mikey G right you know the 12 and 13 year olds that are literally playing Fortnite and 2k uh, on their computers that all-star game over the weekend was not for me it's for them but the problem is is that they carry over those things into my practice and <laughs> good luck getting me to have them buy in on my ideals when they're watching Anthony Davis not care did Mikey G like it I'm sure he thought it was dope fresh. Bruh, <laughs> bruh, bruh. It was so not mid. Straight busting for real, for real. Yeah, for real. Seriously. They're, they're, it's just, <sighs> there's so much on it. I want to hear from the audience today. 888-957-9570. We, San Francisco, the Bay Area, Chase Center, Joe Lacob, the Warriors, they are getting an all-star game. It's coming one year from now. One year from now. And I'm really, I want to hear what some of the suggestions are to kind of get this thing going in the right direction. That's number one. You've got some suggestions? Oh, yeah. All right. We'll get to those in a second. And then I also want to get into the city as a whole because Charles Barkley said some things, and some of it is true. Some of it is true. A lot of it is exaggerated. And I want to give you my experience. I live here. All right, FP, you live here. You chose to make this your home. And I want to talk about my city, and I'm going to defend my city. And I think we were unfairly criticized at times. But you have some suggestions for how they can make the All-Star game better. What What are some of these suggestions? Oh, I just ran one by Sam that I can't say on air. <laughs> well, that's not good. No, no, no. I'm teasing. I, I, we can maybe uh, workshop it at the break, and then, then we'll, we'll try yeah, to Yeah, we'll see side. if we can get it in. Well, I, one thing I would say is that I think the Warriors as a whole, when I think about their dynastic run, which what makes them so unique is that they did have a lot of enemies. James Harden, LeBron James. Like, they did hate a lot of teams. Memphis Grizzlies. You know what I mean? Like, the Warriors also built up enough, I would say, callous to other teams where they hated them. And that's why the Warriors team gets the the ratings that they do. And obviously, Steph Curry. But they're a throwback team. Draymond is a throwback enforcer. You know, Steph and Clay, oh, they're soft and this, that, and the other. I think a lot of people hate them, fear them, despise them, and they created a lot of rivalries. They ended the Clippers. They ended the Rockets. They ended OKC. They ended LeBron. Like, there's a lot of what the Warriors have done in the last decade that needs to boil over to the rest of the league. Splash Bro three-point contest. What do you got? Stephen Clay. Okay. And then every team gets two guys. I love that. And then you, 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 you I love that. combine score with the two guys. Since it's the Splash Brothers, they're the two greatest shooters in the history of the NBA. It's it, They are a team in the three-point contest next year. I like that. And then you pick 
I don't know, Damon Lillard and whoever. Yeah, yeah. And everybody has two representatives. I like that. And then you go combined score. What did you think of Sabrina and Steph Curry? Because I loved it. I, I did too. You know, I got uh, two girls in my life, young women in my life, my nieces, who are sports obsessed. They know more about the 49ers than 95% of my guys' friends. They could literally take a ball right now and cross over 75% of the guys here working at this station in, in soccer or in basketball. Excellent players. And... One of the things that has driven me insane is the narrative that girls can't compete with boys at whatever age. And I remember there's, I got a story, FP, you'll love this. I've been coaching forever. My niece, Megan, and, and Aaron, they went to all my boys' practices for over a decade. And I had this machismo dad. He goes, hey, you know, I'm really worried about the girls. And I go, what, what do you mean you're worried about the girls? They're going to get hurt. Against the seventh grade boys. I believe Megan was in like third grade at the time. Aaron might have been in sixth grade. They were younger than the boys. I go, what do you mean they're going to get hurt? The boys are going to get hurt? He goes, no, the girls. I go, "Mm, I don't know. Maybe you should come to practice and take a look. I go, come to practice. Ten minutes. If you don't like what you're seeing, come come and see me. Five minutes into practice, he comes and goes, oh, my God. These boys are going to get so much better playing against these two girls. They're the best two players they're going to face all year. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of why I have them practicing with the boys so we can run five-on-fives and they can actually play against some elite talent because that's how good the girls are. So I have a soft spot for when I when I hear girls get shortchanged. And I loved seeing what Sabrina did. And to me, Steph Curry being the kind of the baton carrier and and hander to the girls game and the women's game the way that he is like that was special that was really cool and, and I was glad that he that he did that that's the only part I liked about the all-star weekend <laughs> I'm a girl dad so uh, I used to go to my daughter's soccer games all the time and she was a beast dude like she would run over people and in, in I like women's soccer better than men's because men's flop and then a helicopter lands and they take them <laughs> off on a stretcher and it's all he did was like fall women are badasses so uh and they compete so I love that part you Remember the ba- you probably don't remember the battle of the sexes with Bobby Riggs and I, Billie Jean I've King. seen the documentary right, all on. Right, right. It was out of control. So I just thought it was cool that like Steph competed. Yes, like he was nervous. Absolutely. You could see it in his body language and his face that he had anxiety about this because he wanted to win. He's a winner, and it doesn't matter if it's a girl, a boy. It didn't matter. Yep, because he's the greatest shooter ever. So he had to uphold. That that legacy and that title in this event, because she, she she made what like five of her first six shots. She was on fire, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be great. Um, so yeah, I, I guess the All Star Game needs. I don't know the manufactured things that it seems like nerds come up with in a room on AI with a computer and these things moving across the court and you got to pass it into it, doing too a much hole and the guys don't even know which way to run around the the barriers and then it's it just is that it's like it's like if you watch reality TV there's there's good segments on some shows and there's fillers that was just a filler so and the the pregame show Joe was like I don't know 18 hours it, long and it I'm was like, ridiculous. When, when is the game gonna happen it was ridiculous I understand it's a celebration of the NBA and I love it you know so like but, at the end of baseball but, practice we always do a game I don't know what the game sometimes it's rundowns right sometimes it's the guys are all standing at the pitcher's mound and I'll put the bats on home plate and you have to go bowling you get three throws and you got to knock down however many pins bats upside down you throw into a trash can you throw into a bucket from center field like sometimes simple is more fun than overthinking it and I watched that skills competition I'm like you've completely overthought this what me and my seventh grade team 
in just an empty gym can come up with a better skills competition than whatever the hell this overthought you you brought up nerds because that's why I thought this looks great at a desk. No, that's what like this was a great idea on a desk, and then you go out and you implement it, and it's like what are we doing? Like what they were throwing passes that you would never throw in a basketball game, and I'm like this is clearly something thought of by someone who doesn't play basketball, and it doesn't carry over to the viewing audience. What what would you have liked? to have seen that would make you more of an all-star weekend and an NBA fan? What would capture Joe Shasky's imagination and get you to go like, oh, that's must-see TV? What should the NBA do, in your opinion, to spice it up a little bit on NBA All-Star Weekend? Well, so there, there's a lot of different things. Like, First off, I, I think we underrate the skill level of the ball handlers. I want to see these guys handle the ball in their offhand and do some sort of, you know, back and forth and, and speed trials. I want to see defensive shifting. Like, let's get the fastest guys, and I want to see shuffle, 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 and let's see who are the fastest lateral movement guys in general. Like, those are skills to me. Closing out. Things like that. Th- there's a variety of ideas that you can come up with clearly the three-point shootout as simplistic as it is still holds wouldn't you agree you're grabbing balls from a rack i mean it's it's not that complicated we're not moving around we, we, we were just hitting shots at a spot I think the horse game. Bring back horse. When I was growing up, there was a VHS tape of Pistol Pete Maravich going up against Larry Bird. You know how many times I watched that tape? Over and over and over again. I want to see these guys play horse against each other. Why not? Little games like that. It it could be whatever. You know what I mean? But I want to see something with less graphics, less mechanical moving parts. This is, we're overthinking the whole thing. I want to see the simplicity. Three-on-three tournament. I'm down with that. Let's do it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I, I like all those things. I think you let uh, a, 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 a bunch of hungry lions on the court in the middle of the three-point contest. Maybe you have some hoops that they have to run through that are on fire, and one or two players catches on fire. I think this would all be really good um, for the family to watch. You just have, like, maybe they get attacked by a wild animal in the middle of the three-point. Something that just spices up. Let, like, three or four hungry tigers in the middle of the three-point. Uh, FB, FB. Mac McClung. Alligators maybe on the court. F- Mac McClung. Dribble around alligators. Uh, that probably not going to get... Uh, Peto will be all over that. Snakes? No. I No snakes on, no planes, Dribble no around cobras? No. In the middle of the court? No. I'd watch. Mac McClung isn't even in the NBA. He's in the G League, and he just won the dunk contest. And and it's a great story, and I love watching... Mac McClung threw down some... Dick dunks. Don't get me wrong. You know what I think about Matt McClung? What's that? He must be really bad. Like, he must not have a shot. Did you watch him with the Warriors? He just, there's no way a guy, dude, his face was at the rim. He flies. He's got like a 55 inch vertical. He doesn't pass. Something's wrong with his game because that guy, just based on his dunks and his hops alone, you'd think. But if I told you Giannis, Zion, Kaminga. I didn't see him play at the Warriors. Oh, yeah, he was, he was a. Trust me, he's the Mac. The, he's just not a good player. But if you told me Zion, LeBron, uh, Giannis, and LeBron, the time has passed. But those guys, if those John Morant, if those guys were in the dunk contest, we're all watching. John Morant would be sick, right? We're all watching. He's Back sick. in the day, it was Jay Rich and Vince Carter. I mean, we're talking about two of the most you know compelling players on their on on their particular conferences when it comes to leaping abilities and good players. I mean, these were good good players. So if you're not going to get buy in from the stars. Why are the common fans going to buy in? 
And I'm I'm praying that next year when we have it at Chase Center, we get Zion in there. We get John Morant in there. We get some of these young ascending players to actually want to compete. Yeah, I'd watch. I mean, I I I just like I I like reiterating if you don't care then I don't care. And it seemed like they gave zero Fs about playing that game yesterday. Uh you know what's cool about Pods, dude? Pajemski? Like he had quotes in the paper after the Rising Stars yeah, game about Friday like night. he cared. Yes. And nobody else did. And we got to get these guys to care. And he said the G League players, you know, they're playing on a big stage and they want to get yep. noticed. But the guys that already were in the league and he didn't mention any names. I love this guy, dude, by the way. He's my favorite warrior. Because he, he cares. He plays hard. Yes. He plays hard. Look he, at what the bare minimum is. He plays hard. He plays hard. But that's to me, that's a microcosm of the NBA issue. They, they have an issue. They have a bunch of guys that don't want to play hard. If you saw Pajemski in a pickup game on the All-Star break, he would play hard. It's getting back to your initial point about competing. Yes. That guy competes. Yes. And he realized that, hey, I'm on a big stage. This is an honor, and I'm going to play hard. Did his line look good? Nobody's no. diving for balls. No. He's all over the place, just like he does with the dubs. And he was upset after the game that there was a lack of interest. I loved it. And I loved it. It makes me love that guy. He just went up another notch, if there's such a thing for me. Totally agree. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM, NHD1 San Francisco. Don't forget, you can also watch us every day on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, I see you guys all there. Thank you for, for tapping in. FP Santangelo in for Bonte. You can log on and search 90. 7 the game on both YouTube and Twitch and be sure to like and subscribe hit that bell right now and this is all brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union upgrade your savings dividend open a First NorCal first class money market today and shout out to Comcast business text line I see you Zucci man I know Mac McClung was the rookie of the year in the G League and a champion. I'm putting respect on his name. But could you imagine a guy going into like Todd Linden winning the home run derby like that would never happen. And I didn't want to just run Todd Linden it's over right such there. A random Mac name. Williamson wins the home run derby. Now do you know that's what a I mean? Name I've not heard it's serious. Alright, but I do want to get into this. I think the Giants, uh, Farhan Zaidi and the San Francisco Giants have gotten in a lot of hot water regarding the city of San Francisco and using it as a crutch for why athletes don't want to come here. And there was an exchange last night between Charles Barkley and Draymond Green about where next year's All-Star Game is going to be, which is here in San Francisco, my community, our community, in the Bay Area, the place that I choose to make my home for my family that I don't ever want to leave. And listen to this exchange, and I want to have a, a conversation about our community. Hey, Reggie, we love you. Let's not have another All-Star in Indiana. Let's <laughs> yeah, let this yeah, be the last yeah. one. Come on, is it, the cold, come on is it, man. Was it the snow, you, you, you spent enough time snow, here, Reggie. You don't need to come back for All-Star. Was it the minus, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, the hey. 17 degrees? Hey, 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 Reggie. Yes? If you had a if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, <laughs> when you oh, 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 that's crazy. Oh, No, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey, Taylor. Okay, so clearly Charles Barkley taking another shot at the city of San Francisco, and he's joking to a degree, saying that you got to wear a bulletproof vest to walk around San Francisco. Now, FB, I've got a lot of thoughts on this, and this 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 bugs me a lot. Is there some truth to what he's saying? Absolutely. 
every major city that I've ever been to, there are some grimy parts. San Francisco is is not exclusive to just the tenderloin in terms of griminess. I walk by it every day. There's going to be some blocks that are beautiful. And there's a couple other blocks that you, you kind of want to avoid. I was just in Las Vegas two times. December for a softball tournament and then again for the Super Bowl. And the strip's beautiful. It's very corporate. And there's a lot to like. You get a little off the strip. And let me tell you, it gets grimy real quick. Real quick. Went to Philadelphia. Went and saw the Eagles play against the 49ers. And there's some beautiful parts of downtown Philadelphia. There were some other parts that were very, very, very grimy. That's not exclusive to Philly. It's not exclusive to Vegas or San Francisco. It's every major city in America. Now, I'll give you my experience this weekend. Because what Charles Barkley's talking about is not what I experienced. We had baseball practice. South Sunset. Right there. Bottom of the sunset, out near Slope Boulevard. I went and got coffee. Didn't see any homeless people there. Didn't see any griminess. Didn't see a need for me to wear a bulletproof vest. I don't deny that there is a huge homeless problem in the state of California, but I didn't see it out there. I went and got my coffee. It started raining. We had 40 kids in the rain playing baseball at South, at South Sunset. It was beautiful. It was a bunch of kids of all different backgrounds, all different ethnicities, all different financial backgrounds, playing baseball safely in a park, clean, on turf, for four hours. You know what I saw on the other end of that field? Another 40 or 50 kids playing soccer and all their families hanging out and chilling. The point that I'm trying to get at, what Charles Barkley is describing in terms of San Francisco... Yes, there are certain parts of the Tenderloin and other parts of San Francisco, a block here, a block there, where you can go down and you're going, damn, it is grimy. Look at these tents. Look at how sad and how crazy this looks and how much despair there is. But there are other parts of the city that shine. And it breaks my heart when I hear these narratives get spewed about because that doesn't represent the whole of San Francisco. And this is the place where I choose to make my home. And this is the place where I want my son to grow up in because I love this city. It's imperfections and all. But I think when we paint with a broad brush and we talk about the city as a whole, it's not accurate. I'm at Union Square every single day. There is a police mobile unit every day that has made Union Square as safe and as clean as I can ever remember it at any point in my life. We used to take the streetcar to school all the time, FP, and I would see the same griminess that people are talking about 30 years ago when I was on my way to Sacred Heart or going to Reardon or going wherever, Chinatown, whatever we were doing, messing around. And I get that there's a tourist aspect to all of this, but I'm telling you, those that don't live here do not understand West Portal's not like that. Parts of the marina are not like that. Parts of the Richmond aren't like that. Like, you want to paint with a broad brush? I get that. But that's not accurate to the entire city. And I know I'm going on my tangent here, but it bugs me. It bugs me. And when I hear the Giants use it as an excuse, it bugs me. When I hear Charles Barkley rip my city, it bugs me. And we just cleaned everything up for this big presentation that none of us even really kind of understood what it was about. What was it? Uh, APAC? APAC. I, I'd never heard of it until before it came here. And the city looked good. It's not perfect. We're cleaning it up. I've got uncles that are working as police officers right now trying to clean up the United Nations Plaza. I know it's not perfect, but I'm sick and tired of hearing Charles Barkley rip my city. It just it bugs me, FP. It really does. It's easy. It's low-hanging fruit. It's the easiest thing to do is to rip San Francisco right now. And the perception of San Francisco is not good. The reality is not good, but the perception's worse. Way worse. 
And living in the city now for two years and living here before I went back east, yeah. I've seen the change. What do you think the change I, I've seen I've seen the change everywhere there, Joe. Yes. Like, I travel to major cities for a living. Okay. So I've seen everything change, and it's all post-COVID. I, uh, San Diego and the gas lamp. San Diego is a, my favorite city <laughs> to travel yeah. besides Chicago. Yeah. On the, and most baseball players will tell you that. But now you go down the gas lamp. And there's a huge homeless population there too, and it's I've seen and, and I don't know how to say this politically correct, and if I get in trouble yeah. for it, I really don't care. Is it, before I left, homeless people would just ask you for some change, and now they're super aggressive. So I don't know if that's the drug aspect yeah. of it or why. They, well, fentanyl is is real. I was like dodging zombies on my scooter this morning, <laughs> yeah. scooting in yes. at five a.m. So like I, I I I understand the problem, but I I also understand that. I live in the city. It's not as bad as everybody thinks, and it's easy to bash this city. And Northern California, to me, is hard hat lunch pail, like blue collar. And, I agree. And, and and our our country's history is not perfect. Our city's history is not perfect. We all have faults. And I embrace this, dude. I love all the ingredients that are San Francisco. Me too. Whatever the stew we're making here is, yeah. the soup we're making, like bring it on. I, I love all of it. Like, do I love seeing trash everywhere? No. Or guys doing the fentanyl fold on the corner? Like, I, I don't know how we've gotten to this point, but I also know that I live in the city. I've lived in the city for two years again now, but I travel. I travel the country and I see this everywhere. Pittsburgh was the most improved city in the league. Yeah. I, I used to hate Pittsburgh back in the day and then as a broadcaster I went there and I watched the city evolve into like, oh my gosh, like that's a great restaurant there. That's a great bar. Yeah. There, it's just it's become a great and then I went back with the Giants this year and COVID got it. And it's just as scary at night as walking around San Francisco in some parts. But every city has their warts. 100%. You go to Los Angeles, it doesn't matter. So I just don't know why there's this national narrative or maybe even an international narrative of San Francisco is horrible. I have friends back east that are coming out to visit, and they're like, is it bad as they say it? I'm like, no. I live right downtown. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just any city at night is probably, you know, has its things. A hundred percent. I want to continue this conversation. 888-957-9570. What do you think of what Charles Barkley said? We're getting an all-star game next year, all right? It's going to be here next year, and I want to put our best foot forward. we got one calendar year, and I want to talk about it. As a, as a community, let's be realistic here. All right, That's what's coming up on the game, and it's brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.